0: Hello and welcome to the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mieder and I'm a life and leadership coach, author, and ex-expat partner. In this podcast I will bring you ideas, inspiration and interviews so you can use this transformational time abroad to create a life that makes you happy and fulfilled. Hello and welcome to the Expert Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mida, and I'm happy that you're listening. As always, I want you to ease into the podcast, so please close your eyes and take a deep breath. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, today I have a little bit of a longer episode for you, and um, therefore, to give you an overview, I made a little. Yeah, not a gender, but yeah, to give you an overview, um, I will tell you what everything is about. So um, I've written this um, very long blog post about um, an emotional first aid kit and how you can create your own. And this is especially important for expat partners. And today I will, um, yeah, tell you all about it in this podcast episode. And if you want to, um, yeah, know and download all the exercises, you can do this um, on my website. It's www.dreamfinder-coaching.com, and there you will find, yeah, a link to a PDF that you can download for free. Um, and you have all the exercises for your immersion, Emotional First Aid Kit. Yeah, the overview for today's episode is the following. So we are talking about an Emotional First Aid Kit. So first of all, I will tell you what this is about. Um, then you will learn how to use it and when. Then I will talk a little bit about negative feelings and, all, and how it affects all of us then I will go into the exercises, and I have divided them into exercises for um, the body, the mind, and for the heart. And after that, I will tell you how you can create your own emotional first aid kit that works for you, and also some additional help maybe from outside. Yeah, so what is an emotional first aid kit? I'm sure you know normal first aid kit. So in case of an emergency someone somebody gets um, hurt in any way, there's an accident. you will always fetch the first aid kit and tend to the wound or to the person who is injured in in any way. and um, we we so we have this for the body for in case there is blood and everything, but we don't have it for Um, our emotions but we also need a first aid kit for that because we also have emotional emergencies and it's the same like with um, normal emergencies when you're in the situation and you are um, yeah the the accident has happened you need to be prepared you need to just go and fetch this kit um, otherwise, you will not stand a chance. And what is true also for um, an emotional first aid kit, as it is for a normal first aid kit, what's in there are only, for example, band aids. You can put them over a wound, but it will not heal the wound. It will just tend to it in that moment to, um, yeah, so you don't have any longer term um, consequences. But then you will go somewhere and somebody will take care of this, this wound properly, um, a doctor or somebody in the hospital. And the same is true for the Emotional First Aid Kit. All the exercises and all the things in there are only for the emergency to, um, yeah, to get down the feelings, to feel better in that moment, but you need to take care of those negative feelings um, in a proper way later. But you can do this when you can think again. Because sometimes it's really hard to think when you're in that moment. And this is also why you need to be prepared. The problem that you can't think when you are in that emergency is really something that you need to keep in mind. My son, um, who's seven years old, of course, sometimes he cries. And then he goes into that spiral of crying and he, he just can't get out of it. And what I often tell him in that moment and he knows this already so he reacts to it is that um, crying blocks your thinking. And that's true because when you're crying you can't think and sometimes it's good to cry so don't get me wrong it's not, um, it's not that I don't want my son to cry. So he can cry but after some time um, I want him to think and get back into, um, yeah, be present and find a solution um, for the situation at hand. But for that, he needs to stop crying. Otherwise, his thinking is blocked. And that's the same in those situations um, when you have an emotional emergency. You're, there are so many feelings there. There's so much going on inside you that you can't think properly because everything is blocked and you need just something that works in that moment to calm down the feelings just a little bit, just to feel a little bit better so you can find solutions and um, get back into action and do something. And you can not do this, uh, you can decide on it when you are, yeah, just feeling all those negative feelings. So the first aid kit is to unblock your thinking and to... Yeah, to take care of yourself it's a very very nice form of self-care so what kind of negative feelings can you feel or which can cause an emotional emergency i think especially for expat partners um, and for expats um, themselves there are many emotional emergencies and that sometimes it's easier to slip one of those emotional holes Um, that you have a hard time getting out of. And this is because that there's so much emotion going on when you move abroad and you live abroad. And what you're missing is your normal social infrastructure that helps you to, yeah, to go through with your normal strategies with which you react to those feelings when you have negative feelings. So you're in a completely new area And you don't know what to do when those feelings hit. Normally you would call your best friend, meet with her and you will figure things out together. Or you go for a walk in your favorite forest and now you're living somewhere in the desert and you can't go out. So you don't have any strategies anymore to deal with this emotional turmoil inside you. Therefore you need to prepare for it. And those negative feelings might hit expat partners not necessarily harder of course it can hit everybody but um, it's sure that it will come during that time at some point and it's very rare that somebody goes through those expat time without having negative feelings at one point. For me um, I had those really negative holes two times, um, during our expat time. The first time was when I, um, when we had just arrived, I had unpacked everything. The last box was unpacked and, um, I had nothing to do. That was a point where I sat, sat there and was like, okay, what, who am I, what am I going to do? And I was, it was really bad. Um, of course, it was exciting and everything was new, but there was also the problem. that Everything was new. And I knew that I would get to know everything at one point, but at that, in that moment, I didn't know anybody or anything. So everything was a little bit scary. And the, most, the biggest problem for me was mm, that I had an identity crisis. Because before we left, we left on a Sunday, and I think I worked until the Friday before or the Thursday and I had been a full-time working mom until then. And then we moved to the US and I was a stay-at-home mom with a one-year-old who couldn't talk at that time. So I was alone and I had no idea if I would work in the US. And the prospect of being at home for four years was just horrible. I I was very frightened it didn't feel good at all and that what saved me was that um, I got a job at my old company and after three months I started working and everything was fine so that saved me because I was back in my old identity I don't know what have had happened if I had stayed um, a stay-at-home mom Uh, I think my expert time would would have been completely different And the second time I felt those extremely negative feelings was when we came back um, from the US and moved back to Germany. Because again, it was an identity crisis. Right before we moved back, I had done my coaching training and I had um, opened my own publishing company together with a friend and I had a really good time. It was the end of summer. It was just beautiful. I had the time of my life. And then we went back. And I was um, here at home. I had no idea who I was. I um, Everybody expected me to be the same. And uh, from the outside I was, but from the inside I wasn't. I had changed so much and I felt I didn't fit in anymore. And I had no idea what to do because I wanted to be a coach. and But I went back to my old job and it was just not what I wanted anymore. But I couldn't tell People and it was, it was just awful, I was, it was really a hard time. And it was winter, it was very gray and dark and we were still renovating our house, so I felt completely lost. And what helped me there was that I had done this coach training, so I coached myself through it. And I think that every expat um, and expat partner will meet those negative feelings at one point. For me, it was twice, and this can also happen, and you can maybe, you find yourself already in those negativity spiral when you are um, just starting to pack because you don't want to go, or when you're just arriving because everything is so different, or when you, uh, when everyday life has settled in and everybody has something to do and you don't, or, um, towards the end because you don't want to go back or when you are back um, and you have, you are struggling with the repatriation or it can just be in between because just life happens and some nice, some not so nice things happen in your life. So just know that at one point this can and probably will happen to you as well. And just knowing that this will happen it's already quite good because it makes you more prepared than most people. But you can prepare even more. And this can be, for example, the emotional first aid kit. So what kind of feelings are there that can hit you? This can be, of course, sadness. Loneliness, is that's a big one. Do you feel, yeah, lost? Um, you might feel envy or jealousy even. Um, towards your partner or towards the people you left at home because you're not part of their um, circle anymore. This is also this feeling of not belonging. You might feel anger, um, fear. Yeah, those are the big ones. Um, You feel homesick. And those feelings might hit you at one point, maybe not all of them, but at least a few here and there. Some are stronger, some are less strong. And this will also result in um, reactions of your body. You will, um, when you notice those reactions of your body, it's often that you, um, yeah, you, you know that something is up and some negative feelings might be coming your way. And those um, bodily symptoms are, for example, um, a lump in your throat, um, a pounding heart, tightness in your chest, insomnia, um, loss of appetite, shakiness, dizziness, tense muscles, also nausea or problems with your, with your guts. Um, this is all something when you notice this in your body, um, yeah, just check your feelings. Because what is important is that you can never just um, avoid those feelings. You will always need you will always need to work through them. If you avoid them and try to go around them, they will bubble up somewhere else. Some people just try to, um, yeah, to to avoid those feelings by doing something else. For example, um, you might find yourself eating lots of chocolate or something else or binge-watching TV shows or sleeping or do something extreme like shopping. Some people might turn to alcohol or drugs um, or even extreme sports. Whatever um, numbs you and keeps you away from your feeling might feel like a good way to deal with those feelings. But it's that's not... How it works. You really have to work through them at one point. Maybe not at that moment when those feelings hit you, because then you're not able to to work through them. But you can do this later in the long run, maybe with the help of um, a professional coach or um, a therapist. But you will not be able to avoid those feelings completely, because, as I said. They might come up somewhere else. They will find their way to the surface. And then you might react in ways that you don't like. For example, you yell at the kids or at the people who are visiting. Or you find yourself in a mall crying in the bathroom. You will find yourself in situations that you don't expect and that you don't like when you try to numb your feelings and not work through them. And speaking of working through them Um, here is a fair word of warning of course there's always depression and not every sadness is a depression or leads to depression but if you have a real depression you can't work on the stuff on your own you can do a little bit on your own but you always need professional help so in case you feel like this sadness is there for too long, it's too heavy, you will know that this might be a depression. If you're really honest with yourself, you will know the difference. And if you have the feeling that this might turn into a depression, or if you're prone to getting a depression, or if you have a history of depression, please check out um, Professional Help. Today, there are therapists who even do this online, because I know it's sometimes hard um, to do this when you're in another country, because it's a different culture. Um, There's um, the language, but there are always professionals who can help you when you're struggling with depression. So please be honest with yourself. And if the sadness is too long and something is up and it's too heavy, please seek out a professional. That's very, very important to me that you do that. Apart from that, mm, your emotional first aid kit is really for the moment when the first feelings hit and they're negative. I I feel like it's a storm, you know? This moment I'm um, recording this episode, the Hurricane Florence is approaching North Carolina, um, which is the state that I lived in while I was in the US. And all my friends in the US are preparing for Um, for the hurricane to hit and sometimes this is how um, negative feelings also can hit you sometimes it's just a little thunderstorm sometimes it's a full-blown thunderstorm and sometimes it's a hurricane you might know that they are coming those storms those feelings you can feel it you can hear it and sometimes you don't sometimes they are just there and when they do, you really need to be prepared. And today I will tell you how to prepare for it properly. When you think about your emotional first aid kit, I really want you to prepare it in the moment when you feel good. Because as I said, in the moment when the negative feelings are already there, when the storm has hit, you will not be able to find all the things that you need or to remember the exercises or, yeah, just to, to think of something that can make you feel better. So take care of this while you're in a happy place or at least feeling good. And see it as a kind of self-care. Your happy self is taking care of your future sad self. And when you have those exercises somewhere that you can download or um, you have a real box, I will talk about this later, how to do that, and you open it in case of an emotional emergency, you can even put in there a little love note from yourself to yourself for that moment. Because then you know somebody takes care of yourself, even though it was yourself just a few months or weeks or days or years earlier. When you take care of yourself, you already feel loved in the moment when you feel not so good feelings. So this is a real nice form of self-care. Some of the exercises I will tell you about now are, um, yeah, you really need to prepare for. And some of them you can just use when you're in that state. You just need to have them handy and um, be able to look at them when you you don't feel that good. Yeah, so listen now to those exercises or read through them on my blog and then you can um, Yeah, you will have them at least in your mind um, when you come into the situation that you need them. As I said, I divided them into three parts. They're exercises for your body for your mind, and for your heart. And we will start with the body. So here are three exercises that will help through your body um, when you are in an emotional emergency. First of all, there's breathing. It sounds very simple, and it is. And you might think, I'm breathing all the time. Yes, your body does this just on its own, but you can do some conscious breathing. Normally people, Um, they have a very shallow breathing, they just breathe into their chest. But really try to breathe into your belly. And you can do this wherever you are. Just one deep breath, like I always do in the beginning of the podcast to ease into it, um, already helps a little bit. You might find yourself that you're doing a little shaky breath and if you feel that, do one more. And really breathe into your belly. There are different techniques that you you can use for breathing. If you just have one minute, for example, or two minutes, just close your eyes and concentrate on your breathing. You can do some counting in your head, like you count the breath, try to breathe in on three, for example, and then you breathe out on six. So. Double the time you're breathing in, you're breathing out. Or um, if you're doing yoga, you might know some um, techniques already and you can use them as well. And um, also, for example, to really just calm down in that moment and to get stronger and get a little energy boost is concentrating on your breathing. Breathing in on four, holding your breath on four, Breathing out on four, holding your breath on four. Do this several times and then you, um, yeah, will calm down considerably. So breathing is already something really nice. It's very basic and it helps and you can do it everywhere, which is really good. The second one I want to do is power posing. This is something that the scientist Amy Cuddy developed. She um, studied body postures and she said, okay, the brain and the body, of course, are connected. So when we are sad, we um, try to disappear. We get really small and we curl up in a ball, for example. When we feel good and we are happy and we are strong and confident, then our body expands for example, when you think about somebody who just won to race, they will always put up their arms. And um, you can trick your brain a little bit in feeling better by doing this postures, even though you don't feel like it. So when your body does um, a very confident posture, you will find that your brain, after some time, reacts to it and thinks, Oh, the body is doing something that... Um, that is nice, and that was um, maybe something great happened, so I should react to it. And the brain will emit some hormones that would just really make you feel better. So if you stay in this very confident pose for some time, your brain will think everything is great and will become more confident. And this is what she calls power posing. And one of the best ones is really doing the Wonder Woman, woman pose. So you're um, standing your, your feet a little bit apart. You put your hand, hands on your hips. And then you straighten your shoulders. Put them a little bit back. Like put out your chest a little bit. And then you put up your chin just a little bit. And then you smile. And then you breathe. And you stand there for two minutes and you feel very confident. This already helps to give you an energy boost. And also if you have other feel-good poses where you feel really strong and good. And the curl-up pose, like curling into a ball, might feel like a good pose, but it's a comforting pose. And it's when you are sad. So when you do that, your brain will think you are sad, which you are, but you want to be happier you want to have good feelings so you need to expand your body you need to get bigger somehow and um, Amy Cuddy also says that when you walk around and um, do normal stuff always try to take more space just a little bit This, this especially works good when you're alone because you get used to it if you're sad or have some negative feelings in any way, and this is over a few days or weeks, you will try to disappear. Your body will get smaller and closer all the time and you need to break that cycle and need to expand, which is really good. So do some power posing when you are not feeling good. And the last one um, for the body is laughing. Laughing is always good and of course you will say, but there's nothing to laugh about in the moment when I'm sad or fearful or angry or whatever. Why should I laugh? I don't feel like it. Of course you don't. Therefore, you need to prepare a list beforehand and um, put everything on that list that makes you laugh. And it will be different things that um, yeah, your friend will laugh about because everybody has their own sense of humor or things that make them smile. So you don't have to laugh out loud. You, if you smile, it's already good. At least because this, again, signals your brain, oh, everything is not as bad or as good when you're smiling or laughing. So really put together a list. Um, and I'm sure most of the things will come from the internet in some way. So put the, li- the links on the list. So in case of emergency, you can just click on them and then you see something funny or just nice or um pictures of your loved ones and you will it would just make you smile. Whatever it is that makes you smile, put it on the list. There are studies that children laugh or smile 400 times a day on average and adults only 15 times on average. And if 15 is the average, then they're many people who are smiling less than 15 times a day and you should make this um, different in your life. Just try to up this a little bit and if you do this every day, not only when you're in an emotional emergency, you will find that your whole life um, is so much brighter if you laugh some more and it will maybe even protect you um, from these negative feelings. So these are the three exercises that you can put in your Emotional first aid, kid, and that will um, help your body. There are more in the blog post and on the on the downloadable downloadable PDF. So just check it out. Um, yeah, there will there's so much more, but I can't talk about everything here because it will be way too long, and you will not listening to me anymore. So now we're talking about the three exercises that work. On your hat, and um, that should also go into your emotional first aid kit. For example, the first one is trying something new. Your brain loves everything new, it's always curious, and whenever you get new information, it will reward you with feel good hormones. So um, try to find something new, just a small something. Um, It can be anything. And um, the more novel it is to you, the happier your brain will be. So just try it out, find something new. Your brain will thank you for it, especially in the moment when you're feeling not so good feelings. One other thing that I want you to do is um, that you make a list with obstacles that you already overcame. So in your life, There were moments that were not so good, some obstacles that you faced, um, and really maybe tough times. And I want you to make a list and also write down how you overcame those obstacles. So it's really important that you just don't list all the things that you're going through right now, but the things that you worked through successfully. And then you can see, okay, I already got through so much. And this is a piece of cake compared to the thing that I've been through 10 years ago. And I did this because I have this and this strength. Or I learned this and this strategy from it. And there you can see that you are much stronger than you think. And I know in the moment when you don't feel good, everything seems dark. And it seems like the darkest day of your life. But it's not. And you are strong. And you are tough. And you can make it through it. Because you can rely on yourself and you can trust yourself that you can go go through it. So make this list in the moment when you don't feel good and see, yeah, just how powerful you are in overcoming obstacles. And the last one that I want to mention for the mind is flow. You might already know the concept of flow. It means that you are in um, a state um, of mind when you do something where you forget time and space and everything. You're just in the moment. Um, It's really about mindfulness because you're so concentrating on the thing that you're doing in that moment that you um, can't think of anything else. And of course, it's hard to get into a flow state when your thoughts are spinning all the time. In uh, meditation or in yoga, they call it monkey mind. So... um, you need to prepare a list of things where you can get into flow um, beforehand and then you can take out this list. And when you're um, yeah, not feeling so good, you pick one of the things, do it and try to get into flow. Don't try too hard because you can't pressure flow. Um, it just comes naturally. But just pick something that really makes you happy. And it's very important to get into action, because inaction is the worst thing that you can do. Just doing something, getting your mind off the negative feelings will help you. And when you get into action, you will feel like you're in control, that you're able to do something. It doesn't necessarily need to um, be connected to the things you have negative feelings about. It's just something, and you're doing something, and you have control of something and then in the end you have control of your life. So get into action, do something, and if you reach the flow state, I'm so happy for you because it really helps to get your monkey mind of the situation at hand. Yeah, and lastly, there are also the exercises that um, affect the heart, and that help you through your heart. And here again, I will have three exercises for you, but there are more in um, the worksheet that you can download or the blog post. Um the most important one for me is um, that you acknowledge the feelings. So where in your body is the feeling and what is it? Because when you feel all those negative feelings, sometimes you don't know what it is exactly. And sometimes you think it's sadness, but actually it's loneliness and you just can't uh, pick them apart, So, but it's very important, name them, really go deep, and try to find the real feeling, so you know what you're dealing with, and then see where does it sit in your body. Um, all feelings sit somewhere differently, most of them are somewhere in your chest, in your throat, in your neck, or in your stomach, um, yeah, most of them are in that region, or in your heart, of course. So, name it, find it in your body, and then breathe into that part of your body. It's very important that you acknowledge the feeling and then you get it out of the body at some point. Because just naturally, feelings just linger for 90 seconds in your body. This is scientifically proven. So, they're in your body for 90 seconds as long as you don't hold on to them and keep them into your, in your body. And if you don't acknowledge them, you will hold on to them. So give them a name, acknowledge them that they're there, feel through them, and then you can release them out of your body. You can release them by, for example, um, making a movement that uh, shows this emotion or a sound. Um, this can be a sound of sadness, for example. Everybody knows what a sound of sadness sounds like. or um, yeah, you can a movement for sadness, for example, can be that you hug yourself. And when you do that, you acknowledge the feeling and you release it, it will be gone. And you can do this very consciously. So this is a very good exercise. Um, it takes some training. get used to it but you will be able to do it so you maybe can even do it before and practice before um, the storm then in the end hits the next one the next exercise that i want to tell you about is journaling Um, you might know journaling it can be either a stream of consciousness writing just writing everything down it's not a diary so you're not writing down what you experienced but really just writing down whatever comes to your mind. And if you don't know, just write the same phrase again and again. Maybe just write, I don't know. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. At one point, it will flow again and that you can write everything off yourself. Or there are journals in which you have prompts. And you have those prompts. You can just answer them. And this is sometimes in a situation like this better because it will always guide you back to the good things and will keep you your focus on the good things In life, Um, if you do a stream of consciousness writing, it also really, really helps. But um, you might get a little bit more into the negativity spiral, and if you don't stick with it long long enough, you might get stuck in it because at the end you will come out again, because you're empty, or you're just taking the wrong turn to focus on the good again. But if you stop too early, then um, yeah, you might be stuck. So. If you choose a, use a journal with um, prompts, it's sometimes better in this case. And buy one in advance before, um, yeah, you get into um, this uh, negative storm. And my last exercise is music. Again, when you're happy, put together a list of songs that make you happy. This can be anything as long as it makes you happy. And I also want you not to only make a list, but download those songs into a playlist already. So you really just have to click on it um, when you get sad. Sad songs are only allowed if they um, bring you back good memories, for example, when you um, met your partner or something. Then sad songs are allowed, otherwise, music is very powerful and very strong it might suck you in deeper so rather go for happy music and also um, if you can go for dance music um, because activity and movement is always good for uh, yeah for these um, for getting into a better mood so dancing is really really good in many ways and it was also expand your body so also good with the power posing. <laughs> Yeah, so those were the exercises. And now I want to tell you how you can integrate this emotional first aid kit into your own life. Because as I said so many times before, you need to prepare it while you're feeling good and not the moment when you feel bad. Um, so first thing I want you to do, go to my website www.dreamfinder-coaching.com and there you can download the, um, the PDF with all the exercises, um, the ones that I talked about here and even more. And I also have um, a sheet in there where just the exercises are mentioned and listed, and you can um, print it out and cut it and put little pieces into a little jar or a bag, and then you can draw from them when you need them. And this element of surprise also helps because it's something new and your brain will like it to have this little suspense and surprise. So go there, print it out. You don't even have to leave an email address for it. You you just can go there and print it. So, and then what you can also do when you have those exercises somewhere um, ready, you can buy a beautiful box or maybe you already have one or you want to create one yourself. So um, find a box that you love and put those exercises, those worksheets in there. And then you fill the box with all the good things that you love. And this can be, for example, a candle or um, some bath um, oil or a nice perfume or something that you just like to touch. The journal can go in there, all the lists that you make Uh, made can go in there or um, yeah it can also go some chocolate in there if you want to but not too much (laughs) just a little bit Mm. or maybe you have um, a gift card for a massage session that you will keep for this moment so put it in there too just things that make you happy and Um, then keep this box around. This is your box and it's very special. Keep it in a place where you can reach it when you don't feel good. This is like your little sanctuary prepared by your happy self for your sad self. And maybe you never need it, even better. But if you do, you have it. And you can also do this um, um, preparation of the box together with your kids if you have some. Or um, you can also have them make their own box and talk to them about feelings and um, what they need in in case they don't feel good. And I'm sure there will be different things going into their box, but it's a very nice experience. Another very nice experience is if you um, do it together with a friend. This can um, be, for example, somebody who is actually living where you live and you meet with this person and you um, maybe make plans how you will get the things for your box and then you go out shopping together and you collect stuff and you talk about it um, and she will put maybe different things in in her box than you will do, but um, you will connect through this um, being together in this shopping experience and preparing the box. So, um, and being connected to another person is the most important thing because in case of an emotional emergency, you know, whom to call because she knows what's this about. She knows what's in your box and she knows what is good for you and how she can help you. And additionally, being connected to somebody, um, where you live, to have a friend there means um, that you're even better protected um, from these negative feelings. And if you don't have somebody where you live to do this together with, you can um, also do this with a friend who lives somewhere else, and you do it via Zoom or Skype, and then um, you both um, um, buy things for your boxes, and then you maybe prepare them together, you show uh, yourself um the uh, all the things that go into the box and then you also have this feeling of feeling connected and being together and not alone which is also very good and if you prepare it don't forget maybe the little love note from yourself to your future self this really helped me yeah when you prepare this box one last thing um, and you pick the exercises that work well for you always keep in mind that you don't need to put in everything. Not everything needs to work for you. Everybody is different. We all have different personality types. Some people are introverted and some people are extroverts and you will even pick the exercises um, accordingly, accordingly to your personality type and who you are and what you are. And also whatever motivates you and drives you um, will change what kind of exercises you pick. So maybe your friend picks something completely different, and this is okay. For example, people who has, as a driver, as a motive, um, movement um, or exercise, she will um, pick different things. She will pick the dancing or um, yeah, going into the forest, maybe, to as her exercises that make her feel good. Somebody who doesn't like um, exercise and movement and sports might pick something completely different. Or a person um, like me who's very curious. So my highest driver is curiosity. Um, I love to learn something new. I will always go to a bookstore when I'm not feeling well. And I will um, go to some online courses, to a platform, um, to learn something just to feel better. So this is very different and that's okay. And if you don't know um, what drives you and what motivates you, there are many online tests you can do and you can find out about yourself. Uh, So just go out and and find this and if you wanna work with someone and maybe you wanna work with me, um, just let me know. You can find on my website also what I'm offering and I'm doing this discovery session in which I will also look together with you at your motives and what drives you and how this affects your life and how you can incorporate it into your life. So if you're interested in working with me, just check out my website. Everything is on there. Um, Go and look for the discovery session and we can work together via Zoom or Skype. That's no problem at all. Yeah, so I really hope that you like this episode, that you are eager to prepare your box. And as I said, first of all, download the free PDF um, and keep it somewhere where I can reach it in case the storm hits. And um, yeah, if you have more ideas, uh, what you can do or what you normally do when you um, when you're not feeling well, and uh, then let me know. I'm always happy to learn about new things, as I just said. Or if you have feedback or questions. Or whatever it is about this podcast episode, just let me know. Write me an email to podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de. Or um, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. You can always find me there. And I'm happy to hear from you. And um, or if you just want to send me a picture of your emotional first aid kit when you prepared it. Mm, I would love to see it. Uh, I'm as I said, I'm very curious about that. And I'm wondering how you will solve this for you and brace yourself for the storm that might come. And maybe your storm of negative emotions might never come. And I even wish you that more. So um, thank you that you listened so far. And then I will hear you next week. And goodbye. This was the Expert Partner Podcast with Julia Mida. Thank you for listening. If you want more information on how you can create your dream life, please visit my website. You will find it under www.dreamfinder-coaching.com. There you will find all information and links for this and other episodes. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, and I would love to connect with you there. If you have questions or feedback for me, or if you have any idea for a topic that I can cover for you in this podcast, please email me under podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de. I wish you a wonderful day and please enjoy your life.